Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast with Sam Ellard and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison. It's now three wins from three for England at the T20 World Cup after Owen Morgan's men dismantled Australia by eight wickets. Morgan won the toss and opted to bowl first. Australia made just 125 and England chased it down with ease. 66 runs on the board at the end of the power play and that was game over. Josh Butler top scored of 71 as England won the game with an incredible 50 balls left of their innings. Something tells me that me and Steve Harmison are going to enjoy today's episode of the following on podcast. Harmy, your football team aren't very good, but I think it's fair to say the England cricket team are very good. Yeah, they are. Sam, you're right. My football team aren't very good. I, I chanced the, the roulette. I thought I'll go and watch Newcastle. I watched a bit of the cricket on my phone. I was listening to it. And I left St. James's Park after 60 minutes because I'd had a, a 65 minutes. I'd had enough. I was back home, back home for um I was back home before the full-time whistle. I was back home just before the end of the uh the Australia innings. Um and what wow, to be fair. Contrasting mm. days from watching Newcastle United mm. to watching Joss Butler, it was just poles apart. How good was that man? Fantastic. Yeah, we, we we'll talk about cricket, not football, but maybe we'll save it for the next time you're on breakfast. Leaving, leaving, leaving the ground with 25 minutes to go. What happened to sticking behind the team and showing them the support? Anyway, that's because, because I wanted to come and have a chat with you, Sam. Oh, I knew oh I was you're a good have a man. Chat with you. Um, Harmi, you're a good man. Let's take it back to the uh, the start of the day. 12 of the 14 matches, Harmy, in this World Cup have been won by teams batting second. Does it almost feel a little bit like win the toss, win the match? You know, as soon as Owen Morgan calls right, chooses to bowl, you, you know, England were favourites anyway, but then bowling first, it almost sort of feels like it's even a, a bigger advantage to England. A little bit, but I think England would have beat Australia if 
they lost the toss. Um, the way the the game plan that Australia had, I, I was baffled by the Australian team. I really was. I don't understand unless Mitchell Marsh is injured. I don't understand what what the the, the thought process was bringing Ashkin Agar in. Yes, you want another another spin option in, but the balance of that side was a very very good side. You've got Mitch Marsh coming in at three. You've got Steve Smith to bat around at four. You've got Maxwell hopefully coming in after the power play. You don't want you don't want Glenn Maxwell batting in the power play. That's the last place you want him to bat because if you if you lose him in the power play, that's 10, 15 runs at the back of the innings that you could have. Stoinis probably could have went in front of him today. Um, and I look at the way the way that it's but you talk about power players, it's a power play tournament. I don't think it's a toss winning tournament. I think it's a power play tournament. The team that wins the power players mm. More often than not, will win games. And so many times we've seen teams that have lost the game have been 20 for three, 20 for four in the power play. In uh, England, just look as though they're a class apart in the power play. Again, 66 for none of six. It's just, it's a different game to play. But for me, I looked at the Australian side and I thought the toss, do you know what? When the team came out, I, I just thought that was an unbalanced, they've gone from a very good balanced side to a very, very unbalanced side. Where they've got more bowlers, more more bowlers than batsmen, and they've got the batsmen arguably in the wrong place. Well, Shane Warne during the game, Harmy tweeted disappointing selection from Australia, leaving Marsh out and Maxwell batting in the power play. Stoinis should have gone in. It's poor strategy and tactics from the Aussies. I love Smith, but he shouldn't be in the T Twenty team. Marsh has to be. Uh, what, what's the what's the change then you would have made, Harmy? I wouldn't have made a change. I thought their yeah, side was a very good side to start with. Is there no with. concern then with the fifth bowler? Because we saw Maxwell yeah, well, and Stoinis. Maxwell did okay in the first game, but second game, we saw Maxwell and Stoinis get taken to the cleaners. Went for about 50 runs from their four overs. Is that not a slight concern from Australia against this very powerful England batting lineup? Yeah, but then if you, if you counteract that with a balance of, well, when Maxwell had to go into bat today, when Stoinis had to go into bat today, when they've gone in that bit higher, yeah, the, your fifth bowler might go for five, ten runs more. But if you're, if you're, if the four bats or three batsmen that you're having to promote up one are going in at dangerous times and they're getting knocked over, then you can see mm. you're not getting, you're, you're finishing 20, 30 runs short. So I just looked at this side. Warnie, yeah, always right. He's, he knows more about the Australian setup than, than, than I do. But when I looked at the side, straight away alarm bells rang to me that if England get the ball in the right area early, it wasn't a surprise that Mo and Ali didn't open the bowling. I was very surprised that Adil Rashid did. I thought I thought Wokes would have took the first over. I thought Jordan would have took the second over. I thought Wokes would have took the third over if Warner was still in because these, these Kookaburra balls seemed to swing for maybe one, two, possibly three overs. And I think I'd have gone with Wokes to try and knock, like Stuart Broad's done, use the angle and try and knock Warner over because we've seen in the last game. He batted very, very well. Um, and yeah, Finch is standing at the other end, but he's bat up his backside, just watching you know, total capitulation from, from Australia. And it wasn't a surprise that Mo it was a surprise that Moan didn't bowl. Mm. I think that's largely how good that Liam Livingston bowled, but it wasn't a surprise that he didn't take the first over with Warner and with, with Finch. So yeah, again, Morgan captaincy, you know, we you never ever question him. He's he's the master. Um, and but it's also nice when you're a captain that your troops like your troops turn up and your troops perform to the best of their ability, and that is what England are doing. They're just the the poles apart. You know, the commentators at the end say, "Yeah, oh, 
you know, to, to when Owen Morgan, you know, you're going to need a tough game sooner or later. They're going to get a tough game sooner or later. But this team look as though whatever anybody throws at them, they've got answers and they've got punches coming back that the opposition just can't handle. Have, have they surprised you, Harmy? Because I'll hold my hands up and I'll say, no Joffrey Archer, no Ben Stokes, no Sam Curran. I wasn't as confident going into this tournament as I was, let's say, the 50 over World Cup in 2019. Are you surprised at how good, how strong, how dominant England have looked in the early stages of this tournament? Not really, no. I haven't been surprised. I think you look at Archer and you look at Archer and Stokes, they've been missing for a while. So the the vaccine, it's not as though this has just been thrust upon them. Oh my word, who we're going to put in now mm. because we haven't had the backup. Well, they've had a they've had a good time to build a game plan, the matchups that they, you know, the you know, that Morgan likes to use. Mills has been a bonus for England, I think. And I think mm. he, he's been expensive today, but who cares? Because he bowls at the start, he bowls in the power play, and he bowls at the end. Not bothered about him going for 40, where did he go? 45 off his four because he's got two wickets. You get two wickets, two for 45. You know, that is from somebody that bowls at least one, possibly two in power play, and then two at the death. That's not bad. Not bad. You know, Jofra Archer, yes, he is a, he's a match winner in himself. So the, 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 the difference between Mills and Archer throughout this tournament, Mills has been excellent. Um, there was a lot of question marks, when, not, not about Ben Stokes being in the side, but where does Ben fit into this group? And I think clarity of where Liam Livingston is at the minute, I think that works. It, it doesn't work better for England because I think everybody would love Ben Stokes in their side. But because he's at number six, Liam Livingston, and he is a number six, and he's comfortable at batting at number six, then I think the balance works for England at this minute, where if Ben was there, you'd be looking to thinking, right, we've got to get Milan out. We've got to put... Yeah, Ben's going to be shunted in at three every now and again, and the game plan changes. I know England are quite fluid. So at this minute in time, I don't think they're missing Ben Stokes and Joffre Archer as much as what we would expect them to. But I think later on in the tournament, come semi-final, come final, that's when they have to sort of stand up because that's when you are going to miss your world-class performance. But I'm not surprised. I think England have been excellent. Um, mm. I think bowling the West Indies out for 55 on game one send a message around to the world of the world of cricket that England have turned up with their ear game from the start. And I think the aura that England has, the aura that Morgan has as a leader, I think a lot of teams now look at England and they're, they're nearly beaten before the game starts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. 
The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Um, yeah, Harmy wants to go next to him with the ball early on. I mean, Australia struggled early on at 51 for five. They did rally a little bit towards the end of the innings. Finch played nicely. He made 44. There was some late blows from Agar, Cummins and Stark, but it always felt as if 125 was going to be 20, 30, 40, 50 short. Um, I mean, Harmy in reply. I mean, we've seen so many teams struggle on the power play, losing wickets, scoring a four, five and over. But that from Josh Butler was Butler at his best, wasn't it? Brutal ball striking in the power play, finishing 71 from 32, 50 balls remaining. That was Butler at his best, wasn't it? Yeah, Josh was, was brilliant. I'm his biggest critic in Test Match Cricket. I really <laughs> am. I, I'm, I really am his biggest critic in Test Match Cricket. He shut me up a couple of times, but not many. I must Only admit. twice. <laughs> Only twice, yeah. And not he, enough, and, right? Not enough for, not for enough a player of his quality, not cricket. enough. I have I, I backed this kid to hit the most sixes in the tournament. I backed him to score the most runs in the tournament. Mm. And I backed him to be player of the tournament. That's how highly regarded I feel about Josh Butler in 2020. And uh, he has to open the baton. He sets a tone from the very start. Yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from Josh and the way he played because he played, he played beautifully. And it's a message to a lot of opening batsmen in this tournament where they're trying to hack the ball across the line you know, the horizontal shot, horizontal bad shots are trying to hit the thing too hard. Well, when Joss is hitting horizontal shots, he's still trying to hit them down the ground. He's trying, he's still trying to hit them down the, 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 the sort of mm. cut he hits. He's trying to sort of back foot punch, back foot cut, which has got a horizontal bat. But he's trying to hit it over the top of extra cover, which is just going with the ball as opposed to going, you know, dragging it against the ball. And I think that is a, a lesson for the, for the opening batsman in the tournament. But Australia, yeah, Aaron Finch says, yes, we had to bowl. We had to bowl well. We had to bowl England out to stand any chance of winning the game. But bowling, Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood uh, and um, Pat Cummins, one after one after one in the power play, 80-odd, 90 mile an hour with no change-ups, not slower balls. It must have been like rage hitting for Josh Butler. Sit yeah. the machine on at 90 mile an hour <laughs> and try and smack it out of the park. Josh Butler's just faced a bowling machine for 40 minutes. That's all. It's simple as that. In a World He's Cup game as well, right? In a World Cup a game World against Cup. Australia. So maybe yeah. you would maybe open up with no, Agar, that's, maybe? That's me having a go at their bowlers. Mm. I'm not, that's nothing. It's Josh can, I've just watched a game of football, Newcastle against Chelsea. For, for 45 minutes, Chelsea has just gone, it's, it was like a training session, attack versus defence. Get the ball, go and attack. Yeah, Newcastle got the ball, give it away, let's go and it's attack versus defence. Josh Butler's just faced four overs, five overs of 90 mile an hour, between 85 and 90 mile an hour, seam bowlers with very little variation other than left arm coming the angle. But even that, you know, that it's still full into the arc mm. and Joss has just belted it. It was like range hitting. He's basically gone to the range and mm. hit balls. 
because they've all come at him at a similar speed, in a similar trajectory, and landed in a similar area. And Josh hasn't disappointed because he hasn't really needed to sort of to do anything different. It was it was it, I wouldn't say it was easy for him, but it was it just there was there was no mix there was no like difference in in uh, no no agar going to bowl early. What, what, what do you think the plan was then, Harmy? What do you think they Aaron Finch's game plan was? Yeah, I think they had to bowl him out. I think Aaron Finch. Fair enough. You know, there's not much you can do when Joss is like this. Mm. I'm not. No, having a go at Finch here, I'm having a go at the Aussie, you know, the, the Aussie bowlers are trying to bowl them out. They're trying too hard. They're trying to blast them out with pierce and get wickets because they know for a fact they've got it. I've been there many, many times, most of the time against Australia, against like so Ricky Ponton and Matt mm. Hayden and people like that, Alan Gilchrist. But I think Finch has just thought, well, I can't have, I can't bowl spin at Butler because he's 360 and I've only got two men out. So I mean, I have to go with Seam and have to go with Pierce. And everything was in and around yeah, that that slot that at 90 mile an hour that Joss just loved. And you know, it was a, it was a fantastic innings by by Joss, Jason Roy, another good, good, nice little innings that mm-hmm. is building towards the tournament. And Johnny finished them, finished them off because mm-hmm. you know you both spin to Johnny Besto and he and he slog sweeps very, very well and he hits the ball down the ground very well. So I just thought England are a well-oiled machine and it was a perfect performance. Yeah, perfect's the word to describe it, Harmy, right? As you said, they adapted so well with the injuries, dominant so far. Who stops this England team? Is there any team in this competition that can stop Morgan's men? Yeah, there's teams in the tournament that can can stop you know, England. What, what you've got to, the big, big England's big challenge is, and it's, it's you know, England fans are, yes, we're going to win the World T20. We're, we have a, Josh Butler's in form. Your bowlers are taking wickets. England go to Sharjah for two games next. I think they play the next two games in Sharjah. They play the next one in Sharjah. And all of a sudden, Sharjah's a different animal because the ball's not bouncing. The ball's turning square. And that will be a different, it'll be a different contest. You'll see, you'll have to see a lot of sweep, reverse sweep. You'll have to see England change their game plan many times over the course of the next two games. And if England can dominate the next two games like they have done in the first three, then there might not be a team in this tournament that can get anywhere near them. India on their deal will give England a good game. Pakistan on their deal will give England a good game. But at the minute, not many others are even coming close to mm. giving to, to staying in a contest, never mind they give them a good cricket match. Yeah, England on six points, Africa four, Australia four, Sri Lanka two, West Indies two. Who do you think goes through to the semi-finals with England, Harmi? If Australia picked the right team, I think Australia, because they've got a good side. They've got a balanced side. I don't see, I, I can't see South Africa getting there. I really can't. I think there's too much turmoil. There's too much stuff going on with them. The West Indies can they come with a, you know, a good gust of wind and you know, in their sails and go. The one thing that the West Indies will be happy with is in uh, Australia have been hammered. Yeah, net that, run rate. That net run rate, that net run rate might come down to the last, the last, this, this sort of second spot, um, and they've all beaten each other. So I still, I still, I said at the start of the tournament, Australia will get the semi final. I still think if they pick the right team and the balance of the sides right, I still think Australia will get to the semi final. One thing though, Harmy, that we can all agree on: it doesn't matter if it's Test cricket, T Twenty cricket, ODI cricket. Hammering the Aussies is always a wonderful feeling, isn't it, Harmy? Come on, you have got a big smile on your face. That will sweet. And I don't care. I'm not being. Let's let's be honest. This England team, Harmy, we're winning the T Twenty World Cup. Come on, you know it's happening. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm standing by my boys to win it. And it's amazing. <laughs> it, it just shows you how good England have done and what it feels like for a former England player to beat Australia after the day I've had watching the black and white <laughs> to have a smile on my face the size I've got it. It's been a great day for English cricket. It's been a great day for Joss Butler. Um, it, no psychological edges towards the Ashes because I think out of the teams, England will have three of this group. Australia will have six of this group in the Ashes that play in the first test in Brisbane. Mm. Um, but you're right. When you beat Australia, it, anything, it's always, always nice. It's always sweet. I don't think we're going to see them that match up again. I don't think that will be the final because that would be the only way they could play them again. Yeah. So to play them once in a tournament and beat them convincingly as we have done with eight and a bit overs to spare is uh, the beer's going to taste sweet very, very soon in my on on the on, on my lips, I must admit, Sammy boy. The beer always tastes nice on your lips, doesn't it? I know. Oh, you never, you never not not having a drink, either. are you? Who was worse today, <laughs> Australia or Newcastle? Last question. Who was worse? Oh, Newcastle. Or... Really? Oh, Can't they must have been awful. If you're comparing Newcastle and Australia today, Australia have had a great day. That's how bad <laughs> Newcastle were. They must That's have been shambolic, Harmy. Not even close to shambolic, man. Really? Not even close to shambolic. That's a scary, scary daunting task of whoever's going to come into Newcastle next. And that is a worrying... I worry about Newcastle and where they're going to be. I don't worry about England. I think they've got two tough games coming up. The next two games, because they're on different types of surfaces that we have always been questioned on. We've been questioned on the slow surfaces against slow bowl and the spin bowlers. Can we perform to the level that we need to perform to win games? I look at this team, I think it's a different team than it was a couple of years ago when them questions were asked. I think this is a well-oiled machine that are going to take some beating. And it wouldn't surprise me, Sam, I'll go out and say it, that England win every game in this tournament and Owen Morgan lifts the trophy. Oh, I love that, Harmy. I love that. I actually thought of you while I was doing my one of my updates live into Talk Sports today. It was when um, Steve Smith's wicket for one run, Chris Wokes, Running back was unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable catch, one-handed diving, um, sensational. Right, you know England fast bowlers so good in the field, and I just thought I can't ever imagine Steve Harmison doing that. Right, I mean, you, you, not, were, you were Freddie or Matthew Hoggard doing that back in your day. Oh, uh, do you not see my catch against Bangladesh in the Test match at Gully diving forward? You have to get that on YouTube. Two thousand and five. Uh, oh, I haven't Lord. seen it. Diving, diving full length forward. There's only me that could catch it with my long levers. So. Honestly, when a fast bowler sticks his hand out, sometimes it sticks. That's what <laughs> happened with Chris Wokes today, and he was brilliant. He's been he's been excellent. He's been really good. I've been really pleased with for Chris Wokes because of the year he's had. I think he's he's had a tough year along with Mo and Ali, and I'm really pleased for the kid that he's doing very very well in the tournament. Long may it continue. And Bahami, it is incredible to think that Chris Wokes didn't play T20 cricket for such a long period of time. And you think if there was no injury to Archer, no injury to Stokes or Curran, he might not even be in the squad for this tournament. Yeah, he's been one of our best players. So economical with the new ball. Professional sport, Sam. Mm. Professional sport. Wrong place, wrong time. Right place, right time. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time in a taxi with Moen Ali when Moen had COVID. And he never played again, really, for 12 months after that because other players, other players got in, did okay. And he, he struggled to get his place back. He had to go and work hard, play a bit with Warwickshire. And that's what this kid does. You know, he's everybody's mate, but he puts in every time he plays for England, he never lets England down. So fingers crossed. You know, a little bit of luck going Chris Wokes' way has 
probably deserved because of how hard that kid works to play at the best he can play for England. Um, and at the minute, it's very, very well. I've just YouTubed Harmison Catch v Bangladesh. Nothing's come up, mate. Hey, no, oh, well, I'll find it and send it to you. <laughs> okay, I think you might be lying. Harmy, have a wonderful Saturday evening. Not so good for the uh, for the Toon Army in the afternoon, but England have made it three wins from three at the T20 World Cup. Top of our group on six points. Beach and the Aussies is always a special feeling. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 